Welcome to the Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Rail Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Rail and Intermodal, Todd Tronowski. As Todd presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading a PDF or PowerPoint version of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF is available now at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads of the Rail Market Update, as well as the weekly trucking market update with Avery Vice and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to the FTR State of Freight Rail Market Update Podcast. As always, I am your host, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal here at FTR, Todd Tronowski. Thank you for joining us as we start 2023 off. Uh, it's good to have you with us. It's good to have you here. Hopefully, uh, the year is starting off well for you. It's always a little bit chaotic, I know, when everybody gets back into the office. Certainly, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. And I would be remiss if I didn't already get on your calendars uh, September 11th to the 14th in downtown Indianapolis at the Crown Plaza Union Station for the FTR Transportation Conference. You will not want to miss it. We have four great days planned for you. Everything you need to know about the year ahead and the year that was in the rail freight and rail equipment markets, but also the truck freight and the truck and trailer equipment markets as well. So four great days. Uh, you will want to be there. Uh, make plans now to be at the Crown Plaza Union Station in downtown Indianapolis, September 11th to the 14th. Uh, as we get into the month of September, you will want to be there. You will not want to miss it. So let's jump right in this week and let's talk about the numbers. Well, unfortunately, the numbers, as you drill down into them, are not great to start the year off. Folks like to to start a new year, turn over a new leaf, start off on the right foot. Well, we did not do that in the rail volume world. Uh, intermodal started the year off very, very weak against an easy comparison. And the overall carload result looks good. It's up 5%, but that 5% is entirely driven uh, by very strong year-over-year gains in coal and grain. If you drill that into other sectors, uh, it's not nearly as rosy a picture as that 5% year-over-year gain would lead you uh, to believe. And that is something that we will uh, talk about as we go through. But intermodal, let's start off. Start at the year, very, very weak. Nearly 10% off of a weak 2022 year-ago comparison. So it, it was not a great start to the year for intermodal. Now, it's one week. Certainly, things can bounce back. We saw that in 2022. Certainly, there are years where we see that historically in intermodal, where we have a down week to start the year, and then we bounce back. Unfortunately, given the way 2021 and 2022 progressed, uh, there's not a whole lot of confidence uh, when you start off that week in the first week of the year that we're going to see a significant recovery, a significant back to last year's levels or back to the five-year average level. So we will have to uh, keep an eye on it, but it's certainly... It's not a positive read-through when we think about uh, what that means going forward. The trailer side, uh, it's taken it on the chin for the last couple of years. Uh, that continued to start 2023. 
uh, down nearly by a third on a year-over-year basis in the opening week of the year. Uh, That is certainly not getting the year off on the right foot in any way, shape, or form. It'll be very interesting to see what happens as we go through the balance of the year. We're right about 14,000 carloads a week in the last week. That's basically uh, close to on par with where it was in the Christmas and New Year's holiday week. Uh, So that does suggest that maybe folks uh, took a little bit of extra time over the new year, started a slow restart. Uh, Certainly there is that possibility this year, maybe a higher likelihood this year than other years because of how a holiday fell. Falling on a Sunday, a lot of folks had Monday off. A lot of folks closed on Monday. So there is that potential that things bounce back strongly next week. Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. So I don't want to I don't want to focus too much on one week of data, uh, but in the context of a week 2021 and a week 2022, uh, it certainly cannot be ignored. It cannot be swept under the rug either. Container volume uh, down about 7% or so on a year-over-year basis, uh, down below the five-year average. Again, we'll see what happens here as we go through the year. Certainly uh, not the start, though, that intermodal uh, would have liked to see, but not the year that they would have expected, they would have hoped for. Uh, maybe with the right word there rather than, than uh, expect it. Uh, that certainly they hoped for it. It's hard to expect a strong start given where uh, Intermodal has been over the last the last year and a half. So let's, let's transition now and let's talk about uh, the coal and the grain markets. Let's talk about the carload sector. Let's talk about uh, some more different commodity groups. And let's see where we, we end up. Well, Carload had a pretty good start to the year. If you look just at the headline Carload number, up a little over 5%, certainly uh, that's positive. Certainly that's essentially right in line with the five-year average. So that's <coughs> that's certainly above where we were last year. It's where we were uh, in line for most of 2022. That is a good sign on its own. But as they say, the devil's in the details. So let's look at those details. Economically sensitive freight, which if you've listened to this podcast at all over the last year, you've heard me uh, push time and time again on the importance of economically sensitive freight. And this did not start the year off particularly well. Now, it's not as poor as intermodal started the year off, but it certainly uh, raises some concerns down a percent and a half on a year-over-year basis compared to a weak 2022 start-of-the-year result. Uh, it could bounce back. That's certainly possible. Again, with the way the holiday fell, with maybe some carryover effects from the, the end-of-year snowstorm in some places that blanketed the upper Midwest, there is a line of thinking, there is a thought process that says this bounces back in the second week of the year. But given uh, where economically sensitive freight has been over the last couple of years, given where the overall carload business has been over the course of the last couple of years, uh, I'm inclined to take uh, a Missouri approach to that and say, show me. And until we start to see those results come in, uh, I, I'm disinclined to bank on them, uh, particularly this early, this early in the year. So let's look at that. Let's look at the winner. Let's look at the coal markets. Coal volumes are back to their five-year average level. This is the level, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know I said uh, last year on several occasions uh, that coal should not be expected to ever get back 
to its five-year average. Well, New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution was not to be wrong, but apparently that is, uh, that is where we are. Uh, Cole back to its five-year average in the opening week of the year, up 21% on a year-over-year basis. Uh, certainly a great one-week result, uh, but I do still think for the full year uh, to bet the under on Cole. I don't think we're going to be able to continue to maintain and sustain these levels through 52 weeks. I just don't see it. Uh, given the amount of plants that have to come offline this year, it, it would take something very dynamic to have occurred to sustain this level through the balance of the year. Certainly it could happen, uh, but I'm not, I'm not betting it. I am skeptical uh, when it comes to the call markets. If you have listened to this before, you know that. Uh, so that is something... It's a surprising result, uh, but it's not something that's going to continue for any length of time into the new year, particularly given where natural gas prices uh, have gone early in the year. They're down below $4 per MMBTU. That makes it a lot harder for coal to compete with natural gas. And so we will, uh, we will keep an eye on that as well as we go through the balance of the year. The other big winner to start the year is the grain market. Grain up 11% on a year-over-year basis in the first week of the year. 11% above last year, uh, less than that, but certainly above the five-year average to open the 2023 year. Uh, that's a great result. That's a great result for grain. That suggests that some of the fundamentals and dynamics we spent a lot of 2022 talking about are actually there and are actually being supported. And so we would expect to see this behavior maintain for about the first six weeks of the year and then check in and then see where it is. Particularly as we start to get a South American crop into global markets, does that start to, to cause North American volume to take a haircut? Uh, we shall see, but it should be a good six weeks given that we've started off the year on a strong note in the grain markets. Now, while coal and grain were positive, as we transition back to economically sensitive freight, uh, the news gets worse. The news does not keep the, those rosy tones uh, to start the year. And we have to start with chemicals traffic when we're having this discussion. Uh, unexpectedly very weak to start the year. Uh, down almost 15%, over 15% actually, uh, to start the year. Just a shade over 15%. That, that is a significant decline for a sector that has over the last several years consistently supported carload growth, uh, this is a problem. Uh, this result certainly uh, raises some questions. It certainly does nothing to put to rest some of the doubts that started to creep in in some folks' minds over the second half of 2022 about whether the chemical sector was going to be, willing to, going to be able and willing to sustain year-over-year -year volume growth. Uh, this also raises concerns about the broader economy. We've all seen the headlines about economic slowing. My colleague Avery Weiss talks about some of the economic measures in play on his Trucking Market Update podcast. Uh, the, the negative result in chemicals suggests that the economy is slowing and possibly slowing more dramatically than we thought. Because uh, while the flammable liquids, the hazardous liquids, uh, get a lot of play in the chemical sector, they get a lot of headlines, uh, they are not the only thing. In fact, they're not the majority of what moves in the sector. Uh, a lot of what moves in the sector are, are base chemicals, uh, base largely inert chemical substances that are used 
in manufacturing and industrial processes. And so if volumes continue to stay at these weak levels, that suggests that demand for those end products, demand for uh, manufacturing is slowing down. And that is something uh, that we certainly need to be aware of as 2023 goes on. Now, as I said with intermodal, it's one week of data. It certainly could uh, come back, come roaring back in the weeks ahead, but not the way it wanted to start the year. And certainly uh, getting on people's radar as a potential flashing warning light uh, for the year to come. We will certainly uh, keep an eye on it here at FTR on the podcast and try to do uh, the best we can to keep you uh, keep you at one step ahead of things as we go through we go through the year. Petroleum products loadings, they were strong. Despite chemicals weakness, uh, they were above last year and above last year by 17%, almost 18%. Now, they're still below the five-year average, but considering where petroleum products have been, uh, to see them bounce back toward uh, the upper end of the, ra- the post-pandemic range, that's a good result. That is something that says that there is demand uh, for crude by rail. There is demand uh, for some of those other products, other petroleum lubes, fuel oils, things of that nature. And so that is a good sign when we think about, uh, think about the year ahead. Stone, sand, and gravel, uh, another bright spot, another potential bright spot in Carload. Uh, anybody who's listened to this podcast for any length of time last year uh, heard me extol the praises of stone, sand, and gravel being uh, an unexpected volume uh, volume champion, uh, being above year-over-year levels. Well, it started 2023 uh, right where it left off in 2022. Uh, above last year, above the five-year average. In fact, double digits on a percentage basis above 2022 to start the year. That's a great sign for highway projects, for construction demand, to see even in the dead of winter, uh, stone, sand, and gravel volumes outperform year-over-year and outperform historical average levels. Uh, That is something that is definitely worth keeping an eye on as we go forward because that that could be uh, another a candidate to pick up the growth baton if chemicals uh, are to stumble. Uh, maybe stones and gravel are waiting in the wings to, to be that growth driver as we go through 2023. Unfortunately, other parts of construction, it is not such a rosy picture. Lumber and wood, if you listen to this podcast in the fourth quarter of 2022 at all, uh, we talked about how uh, lumber and wood faces a lot of headwinds. Well, uh, those headwinds were very much apparent to start 2023. And they they showed up in the last few weeks of 2022 as well, uh, but they certainly uh, were dramatically weaker to start the year, over 14% weaker on a year-over-year basis, about the same on a five-year average basis. We've all heard the headwinds. We've all read the headlines about the headwinds in the housing market. Uh, certainly that's going to continue to be a headwind to lumber and wood volume as we go through the balance of the year. Now, there are also some structural issues in lumber and wood that we'll talk about as the year progresses that could uh, also push this number lower than it has been historically. Uh, But right now, to start the year, certainly between uh, weather and mortgage rates and a slowing housing market, uh, they all play into dent dent volume demand. The other side of forest products, is pulp and paper. And pulp and paper, uh, it's a sad story. It's been a sad story for much of 2022. 
Uh, we started off uh, with an easy comparison against 2023 levels that were 2022 levels, excuse me, that were well off the five-year average. Well, 2023 is even weaker than that. Uh, we're down about three and a half percent from a weak 2022 result. So pulp and paper continues to struggle with no real light at the end of the tunnel here. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to continue to be a very deep, a very deep struggle for pulp and paper for much of the year. But trying to end the new year on a positive note, trying to end the new year uh, looking forward, automotive volumes. Uh, are a bright spot. They were up over 10% in the first week of the year, up above the five-year average, showing signs of normalization in supply chains and getting back basically to where we were before the Christmas New Year's holiday period hit in automotive, basically right at that five-year average number, right at uh, historical average, which is important. Inventory has been rebuilding in the space. There could be additional demand for goods in the space. The fleet has certainly gotten older during the, the pandemic period. That, that will need to be replaced in the coming years. It's good to see automotive finally on the right side of the ledger, on the right side of growth here as we start uh, 2023, up above last year and above, above the five-year average. So with that, I'll wrap up. Uh, intermodal volumes, very weak to start the year, and that's significant. When you think about the fact that you've got a slowing economy, you've got lower import levels, you've got port shifts in there to other ports that are less intermodal friendly than the West Coast. Uh, that is something we're going to have to keep an eye on as we go through the year. Carload, the headline number looks good, uh, but that's aided by coal and grain that's not necessarily going to hang in there for the full year. It's going to be down to the economically sensitive freight categories to carry the baton over the long haul and they struggle to start the year. And so it'll be very interesting as we go through the weeks and months ahead to see how economically sensitive freight responds and what volumes look like for the full year. Uh, right now, it doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot of full year growth in the carload market. That could certainly change, uh, but there's no sign of it here uh, right off the jump in 2023. And with that, I want to thank you for joining us this week. As always, I am your host, Todd Tronowski, the Vice President of Round Intermodal here at FTR. Thank you for joining us this week and every week. Uh, know that if you have ever any questions about what you're seeing in your business, what you're hearing in the podcast, what you're seeing in our uh, reports, if you're a subscriber, feel free to reach out to myself or any member of the FTR team. Uh, we literally get up in the morning to talk about transportation. We love to have a uh, discussion on these topics, so do feel free to reach out at any point. We'd love to have those conversations. And with that, have a great week. Thank you for joining us. I will talk to you again next week. That's it for this week's Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. The Rail Market Update will be published each week along with a downloadable PDF of the presentation. If you find this transportation intelligence useful, please take a moment to give us a positive rating on your podcast platform of choice and send us your feedback by email at podcast.ftrintel.com. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, 
providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.